three-round discussion with a 20-minute time. Introducing first from a Zoom call in Columbia, South Carolina, Matthew, aka the Unbreakable Spirit, and his opponent from a Zoom call in Atlanta, Georgia, Daniel, aka the Executioner. Take it away, Matthew. Thank you, Jesse, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 11 of At Odds with the Unbreakable Spirit and, and the Executioner, Daniel Travis. Of course. Why ah. would I be surprised at this point? You shouldn't be. I'm not. Anyways. <laughs> we have uh, three yeah, we, topics, we have three the topics usual. for you. As per usual. Like, like my asshole said. Hey! Fuck you! Number one is Mickey James, despite being the current knockout. wrestling knockout champion, being in the WWE Royal Rumble. What the Topic fuck? number two, Corey Graves cleared for an in-ring return. And topic number three, Disco, Disco Inferno saying that CM Punk and MJF have referenced WWE too much in their promos. But let's hop right into to the the big bombshell, honestly. <laughs> but first, I will say that I did yeah, try to Instagram live the punishment, and honestly, the movie it was a little too predictable. Well, That's I'll all I'm going to say, and oh, oh, I was no, surprised no, no. to see Daniel Panabaker was in it. What did you honestly think of the movie? Honestly. Not that scary, to be honest, because it's like all the tropes were in the movie. Uh, okay. I wasn't even surprised. Plus, Michael Bay was statue, so it's not really Where? that great. Where Apparently he was like a producer or second or something. Okay, but let's jump know. on topic. Um, yeah, yeah. Mickey it's topic James. number one. Mickey James showing up in the WWE Royal Rumble when she's the knockout women, the knockout champion. So I was actually watching Impact Wrestling last night. I think they even mentioned on the show that Mickey James was going to be in the Royal Rumble. And the reason, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why this is such a big WTF is number one, she was fired last year and her stuff was handed to her in the trash bag. Don't forget about that. And Wait, in a trash bag? I did not know yeah, about that. Yes, in a fucking trash bag. Wow. And who is now in, not only is she wrestling for another company, and they're called, now she's wrestling for Impact Wrestling, which has now been around for 20 years. Not only that, but WWE mentioning another wrestling organization, which is something WWE never does. Ever. Unless you're Marlo Ronaldo and you bring up New Japan. Yeah, but 
they don't really, but in general, they don't bring up other promotions. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. What's like, your you thought never about see them? Reference AEW. I mean, they've done it once, but what's your thought on this? Um, my thought is if the the one it's like we reported a few like a week or two ago that WWE might have trouble filling the women's rumble. That um, but I don't if think they can outsource it. But if they can outsource it to other wrestling promotions to allow their their wrestlers their stars to wrestle in the rumble, I I think it'd be fine. Like for all we know, we could see someone like Hikaru Shida in the Royal Rumble. I mean, hey, this is a fact that I don't know if anyone's heard, but I have heard from wrestling. From some sort of wrestling shit that um that WWE may have a forbidden door participants for the men's Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. And what we mean by the forbidden door is wrestlers who are not a part of the company. Didn't you say that like a forbidden door wrestler might win the Rumble this year? Didn't you hear that? And then. I mean, that would be a major shock, but I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too, since it's WWE's first of the big four. Yes, but I think Mickey James showing up in this in this year's World Rumble is interesting, but it's it's also wondering is will this lead to a will this lead to WWE? Having a partnerships with other wrestling organizations. That would be amazing, and I hope it leads to that because with WWE wrestling going through spring cleaning every six months, which is dumb as shit. Like they need other promotions to help them stay afloat. When you think about it, yeah. But in my opinion, Mickey James showing up is surprising. But I honestly think that them announcing that Mickey James is going to be a part of it is kind of yeah. Like they've stupid. announced multiple wrestlers for this year's Rumble, which I gotta say, this needs to be said at, on this podcast. I don't get why WWE announced who's going to be participating in the Royal Rumble when it would just be more of a surprise for them to show up like Edge did in 2020. No one saw that coming. Well, with with this topic, I feel like even if some more wrestlers for the women's or men's Rumble are announced, we're still going to get a lot of shock factor. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, but what my 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 thoughts are like, hey, that's great if Mickey James shows up, but heck, I would be even more surprised if Impact Wrestling allows her to defend the knockout. Wait, this is just a crazy thing I just thought of. 
What if Impact Wrestling allows Mickey James to wrestle for that company, for WWE, and defend her title on a WWE product? I mean, that would imply that Impact got bought by WWE. I mean, honestly, that wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised about that. But my final Me thoughts. Either. But my final thoughts are this: It is very surprising that WWE is reaching out to another wrestling promotion since they do not do that at all. And yet again, even clarifying that another promotion even exists. What are your final thoughts? Well, like, I agree with most of that. Like, the only other promotion we've had mentioned is New Japan. Mm. And that was in reference to, like, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura, all the the guys that were in NJPW. And, like, God forbid they mention, like, Impact Wrestling, AEW, Ring of Honor, which... Ring of Honor is invading Impact, but that's a topic for a different episode. Maybe next week, I there's not a lot of news that is outside WWE. No. But, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, and I can't wait to see how this develops. Anyways, we're going to take a quick break before we jump into topic number two. And we are back with... Topic Corey number Graves. two. Yeah, Corey Graves cleared for an in-ring return. WWE is just the company that allows wrestlers to come out of career-ending injuries, isn't it? Yes, but... I mean, the last time Corey Graves won the title was that random time on Raw when the 24-7 title changed teams like... Eight times. Yeah, but prior to that, in NXT, I believe the only title he won was an NXT The first. Will you let me say the words? NXT Tag Team Titles. Yes, the NXT Tag Team Titles with, in WWE, the man that directly forgot Neville, who people now know as the Bastard Pop. Yes. But... And I, I will say I did see an article, and I think this is a good idea. It will, it may not be on a full-time basis. Uh, you know, my thoughts on Corey Gray's making an in-ring return is a bit, is kind of cool. And I think that... And like, uh, especially this being announced during Rumble season? Yes. See, That's where the return's going to happen. I'm calling my shot. I was about and I will to slap say myself, and I will and I will slap myself if he is not in the rumble. I was about to say that, goddammit. <laughs> but yes, I said. Uh, I mean, I don't know when he's gonna show up, but I will admit that him showing up in the rumble will be very surprise. You know. Just be surprising in general because I think WWE, if they do have him wrestle on a on a kind of rare occasions, I think that they should have Corey Graves wrestle people by um you know 
big baby faces to get them even more over or hell. Have him or hell. Have him win a title out of nowhere. <laughs> like hell. Like I, I mean he, he did that before this was even announced. Yeah, I mean like here's something I wanna see. I wanna see like um Damien Priest throw out an open challenge and then Corey Graves just Gets off the desk. Just leaves like, the commentary bench. And just be like, hey, Damien, I accept your open challenge. Yeah, like, I don't know if Damien Priest is a heel or a babyface or whatever. Yeah, be- oh yeah, because of his whole one side being all happy and peaceful. The other side being, I will whoop your fucking ass. Yeah, we, we know that Damien is at least not a white meat baby face, which is the one that always does, like, the cheap. I'm so glad to be in insert name. Insert name of Hope Town here. here. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like, he's not one of those. And, like, his entire, like, it's just sometimes gets hard to tell what side a wrestler's on. Yeah, but... My my honest thoughts are like Corey Graves making his in ring return. Um, I'm honestly more of curious of who I would. Okay, let me ask you this: Who do you want to see Corey Graves have matches with now that he is medically cleared to make his return? I mean, obviously, like there's. I would rather like listen to ATB and. See if Corey even knows that he's medically cleared and see who he would want to face. Yeah. I'm not saying people shouldn't listen to this podcast because. Yeah, that's a great idea. Unplug another podcast for an art podcast. Great hey, job. Hey, 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 hey. That, that's sort of gonna. Something similar is gonna be our next topic. But, like. As the final thoughts, Corey potentially not returning full-time. Good idea. Like, he retired, I believe, due to the amount of concussions he got. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then then was a part in NXT back when it was actually good. Yeah. But, okay, um... My final, my thoughts are, uh, I find it very interesting. I'm glad that Corey Graves is going to be making his in-ring return. I am very curious to see on, if he's going to be, you know, I'm curious if he's actually going to be a heel when he's actually, you know, wrestling to keep up with what he does on the commentary team. But honestly, I'm, I'm kind of looking. That's up for the fans to decide, dude. Eh, who gives a shit about the fans? The fans are so confusing that I don't even know. I don't the, even know. the fans are basically what allow wrestlers to. Yeah, get yeah, paid. yeah, 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 whatever. But what I was saying is, uh, I hope he, I hope he actually, you know, has good matches when he uh, wrestles with people. Or hell, maybe he leads a faction. The Graveyard Society, just throwing out a random name there. Eh, okay, but what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are, it's 
great that he's allowed to like fulfill his dream again. And I do hope he has good matches, but also I hope it isn't cut short by concussion. Motley, the last thing I thought I'd say is um, I want to see him get into a match, have a rivalry with um, with Edge. I think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, but anyways, we're going to take a quick break through before our final topic. And we are back with our final topic of this episode. Disco Inferno saying that CM Punk and MJF have referenced WWE too much in their promos. Now, Uh, let me just start this off by saying mm. Disco, in a company that has no scripted promos and you have to go off the top of your head, drawing, and you're also taking shots at another wrestling promotion, Mm. how can you not reference a company too much? Yeah, my thoughts, I mean, I kind of, uh, I agree to disagree with you on that, Matthew. Uh, My thoughts are, um, I actually find it quite interesting that these two are taking jabs at the WWE considering, you know, well, yeah, sure, CM Punk had a lot of success. There, I mean, it's, it's also be a good way to take jabs because it would it makes the story between those two a lot interesting. I'm, oh, I'm not saying it's bad but, to take jabs. I'm just on, saying Disco doesn't really saying, have any ground to stand on. Yeah, but also I, I um I I can see where Disco Inferno is coming from that you know it's like oh yeah you don't want to take jabs at another promotion but I agree with you on that what the hell are you expecting when this company doesn't like all the wrestlers everything that any AEW wrestler says whatever it is is off the cuff anything. Yeah, like, unless this Joe was, like, a wrestling producer or something, he can't say shit. I mean, he's entitled to his opinion. Yeah, he. everyone's entitled to their own opinion, because opinions are like butts. Everyone has one. Yeah, that, that that's a weird, that's a weird analogy, but I'll allow it. Hey, I, I heard that from my stepdad. Get off my case, man. No. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. But, like, and, yeah, Disco Inferno, he's entitled to his own opinion. But, honestly, like, his opinion doesn't really hold any water in today's wrestling environment. Well, okay, I would say, I mean, for the WWE product, for sure, because all their shit is scripted to Kingdom Come. But the AEW stuff, I kind of, you know, I can kind of agree with you on since they don't really have any... uh, Yeah, and this topic involves two AEW wrestlers. Yeah, okay, so... making fun of WWE. Because honestly, I want to be honest here, is that 
I, you know, I quite enjoy them taking jobs at WWE, considering that CM Punk himself, when he left WWE, took a massive dump on them and took a, talked a lot of shit about, you know, how they wanted him to still wrestle, even though he, you know, got a concussion, even though he, at one point, wrestling match, shit himself in the middle of the ring. I am not making that shit up. I know you're not, and it's crazy that they wanted him to do that. And and don't forget, like, CM Punk has every right to be mad at WWE, considering they fired him on his wedding day. Oh, yeah, the, there's, there's that topic. But, um... But Corey, you know, like them mention you know, them taking jobs at WWE, I can see why, you know, Disco Inferno disagrees with that, but it's just it's kind of more interesting when you can take jobs at another promotion because it just because there's a lot more things that you could take jobs at WWE at than you can AEW, honestly. Yeah, like, and there's obviously the saying, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And WWE doesn't have the balls to take shots at AEW because they're worried about exposing AEW Dynamite and losing viewers. Even though, even though sometimes when I've been watching WWE product, I have seen advertisements for that company on a WWE programming. Heck, I wouldn't be surprised if you've seen AEW shirts in the audience of WWE events. Yeah, but my my, my honest thoughts is, well, look, I, I understand where you're coming from, Disco Inferno, but considering that it is one of the, probably the two best mic talkers in AEW, just taking jabs, and they can, you know, just say whatever the hell they want. I, I, I honestly believe that it creates more interesting. And honestly, I don't know if they have legit heel heat with each other. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Like, CM Punk is one of the best on the mic, and he doesn't give a crap. Does he anymore? What? He's never given a crap. Mm. And I've mentioned this before the podcast. He's willing to rip up a script if he doesn't like it. Yeah, but my final thoughts on this is I um, I believe that him having uh, both of these wrestlers going, you know, taking jabs at WWE is... I mean, I admit it can be a bit of an overkill sometimes. Like, you don't want to take jabs at them. Like, yeah, but we also know WWE isn't going to send a cease and desist because technically CM Punk and MJF would be giving exposure to WWE. Yeah, fair enough. But I, I, I get them, you know, need to take jabs, you know. I, I agree with him that, you know, they don't need to take jabs all the time, but I will say that it does them that it kind of makes their storyline whatever the hell is gonna happen with this because I know that they're eventually gonna because run out of a. They're eventually and, gonna square up. 
I mean, considering that, um, considering that, um, MJF is trying and trying to, you know, run, you know, hide behind his group, which I will say that is kind of a very, very smart heel thing to do. Yeah, and like CM Punk did that in the Straight Edge Society, which was a WWE thing. Yeah. Like he had Big OG, Joey Mercury, and Serena. Yeah, who, if if, if the Good Brothers ever decided to, uh, if the Good Brothers ever decided to jump ship to AEW, you could literally reunite the... St- Three have, third. have they not been appearing in uh, AEW multiple for multiple weeks now? No, the, 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 they stopped appearing after um, after um, Kenny Omega lost the title. Okay, but yeah, they stopped appearing about... on Impact after that. No, I mean they stopped uh, on AEW on on a on on all Dynamite. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, uh, those are my yeah. thoughts. Anyways, that's actually all the time we have for this week. We'll be back next Bye, week losers. with more with more debates and discussions. Until like, then, the follow, execute... subscribe. Boy, shut the f*** up. No. I'm trying to do the outro and you keep talking over me. <clears throat> we'll be back next week with more debates and discussions. Until then, the Executioner and the Unbreakable Spirit will be add-ons. Like our Facebook page. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Hopefully at some point we'll be on more platforms. We'll see you all next week. Bye, losers! Bye.